if we were going to make the argument early in the pandemic that we should stop in-person school learning because of a threat to children or maybe teachers, then that same argument would apply for children getting vaccinated. Dr. Jonathan Bakhtari. You can see it. I mean, it's crystal clear. I think it's going to really revolutionize things. Which is a big game changer. All information discussed or provided by Jonathan Bakhtari, MD, Dr. Bakhtari, and or his affiliates and guests are for educational purposes only. The information discussed and provided is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical concern or condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of any information discussed or provided by Dr. Bakhtari or his affiliates and guests. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call 911 immediately. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. We all know by now that children and adolescents are disproportionately not impacted in terms of severity, disease, and mortality. However, it doesn't mean that children don't get sick. It doesn't mean children don't wind up in the hospital. And unfortunately, it doesn't mean some children don't die from it. Of course, the issue has always been that if there was a safe, effective vaccine with minimal no, or no downside, that it would be worth uh, letting children have the vaccine to even prevent any illnesses and the rare hospitalization and death. So I think the bigger issue is the you know, benefit versus safety, which is I think what most parents think about in deciding about a vaccine like this. Well, so we have to kind of look at this from a global perspective. First of all, you know, what do we really know about the safety of the mRNA vaccine in general? In general, now that, you know, over 180 million Americans have been fully vaccinated, we certainly have one of the world's largest clinical trial looking at this vaccine. And as I noted in previous videos, we're now at least, you know, from December till now, a good six, seven, eight months and people getting the vaccine. And the good news is the overall side effect profile seems to be pretty good. Now we've used it now in children or adolescent, I mean, between the ages of 12 and 15 successfully. And there are no significant reports of serious side effects. So overall, the benefit may be tipping or it has tipped in favor of giving adolescent and maybe now children the vaccine. But let's look at what are the pros of getting adolescent and children vaccinated. You know, we know that during this pandemic, schools have been shut down, activities for children like sporting events and other recreational activities have been impacted and they continue to be impacted. Even within schools that are now in person, the strategy of what to do if someone's test positive, a student test positive, or a teacher test positive, the ongoing drama on some level continues. And as the pandemic continues and potential new variants come out, how is that going to impact in-school learning and the fallout for when in-school learning gets disrupted? We know now from many studies that the lack of in-school learning has had a negative mental health impact on children, has had an impact in terms of their social growth, and has even had an impact on 
you know, weight gain in children because of staying home. So those are the things that directly impact the children and would be an argument for having children vaccinated if a vaccine that had a great safety profile would come out. Because one, we can potentially save the lives um, that would be lost, the hospitalization, and then we could also figure out a way to have children not have their school and activities disrupted as this pandemic continues and maybe even becomes endemic. Let's assume for the sake of conversation, we can make the argument that this vaccine for children, the mRNA vaccine for children are safe as as it is in adults. I think then we just have to understand that there are many, many, many benefits to children, like I just outlined, that would help them in ways that we can't measure. Like I said, mental health, weight, and scholastic learning and, and others. So the goal, if there was a safe vaccine, is to accomplish all that. Now, there's other community benefits to children being vaccinated, as we have talked about in the past, which is the community benefit would be their ability to integrate into activities of society without a lot of rigmarole and the fact that as we vaccinate more people, you know, we're going to get this pandemic under better control. And also in terms of children not being able to potentially pass this on to others who may be vulnerable is also an issue. So there's some community benefits, public health benefits, potentially to having children vaccinated. There's some direct benefits to them. If we were going to make the argument early in the pandemic that we should stop in-person school learning because of a threat to children or maybe teachers, then that same argument would apply for children getting vaccinated. Because if we're going to disrupt in-person learning because we're concerned then why, would, why wouldn't we want to give those same children a vaccine, especially if it had a great safety profile, so they could return? So for all the people who argued that children shouldn't be in school with a very good, safe vaccine, they should so also argue for children getting the vaccination. There's a couple of things I want to go over in terms of vaccinating children and benefits versus side effects. I think the way to sort of view this in children is we mentioned the benefits that children could potentially have, and then we want to make sure that the side effect is so low that it warrants all those benefits. A couple of things that we need to think about is let's look at the vaccine, the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines in general. With over 180 million doses on some level, that's a huge clinical trial that has already occurred after the vaccine was released. And we have a really great sense for the a very uh, great, um, good side effect profile that it has. So if it pans out and has the same side effect profile that we see in adults, which is pretty minimal, then all the benefits that we talked about earlier would then be worth it. And that's how I would view it. And if that's the case, and, and the, this vaccine is relatively safe, then I think parents can start to look at this vaccine potentially as maybe just another childhood vaccine that children get. And it could be essentially in that same bucket and it wouldn't be viewed differently. I think there's an inclination to maybe view it differently because the mRNA technology is new, but we've already, you know, discussed that. And if the side effect profile is as it is in adults, a lot of that concern should be alleviated. The other thing I just want to kind of go over that I've talked about in my other videos, most vaccines 
if they're going to have a side effect, they will have immediately or in the short to moderate term, but not long term. Again, that's most, the vast, vast majority. And the reason for that is when you get a vaccine, it disappears relatively quickly, like the mRNA vaccine gets degraded within 48 hours. So the likelihood of having a side effect five years later is small, especially if there's been intense studies looking at it during the first six to 12 months. The likelihood that something will pop up five years later is theoretically possible, but we haven't really seen that much of it with the other 10 or 15 vaccines we routinely use in adults and children. So is it possible to have a long-term side effect from a vaccine that you only get two doses of and it kind of disappears? Yes, uh, but that would sort of be like taking a medication, two doses of medication this year and five years later, you know, having a side effect. I think when we think of long-term side effects in medicine, we generally think about things that you take long-term and then have long-term side effects. So in other words, let's say you take an ulcer medicine for five years and then get a side effect to it because there are medications that as you take it have sort of like a cumulative effect, both in terms of how it helps you, but also in terms of how it will potentially generate a side effect. So if you take non-steroidals for two days versus a month or a year, the side effect profile is going to be much worse on something you take for a year. So I think to look at these vaccines and say, well, I'm going to get two doses, it's three weeks apart in this case, you know, what are the, what's the likelihood that five years later, three years later, I'm going to have a side effect of that? And to that, I would say the risk is minimal to have a very long-term side effect. The other thing I want to bring up, which is the same argument that we put forward for adults, and I think it would apply to children, is I think just like we discussed in adults, almost everything in medicine has a theoretical potential side effect. And I think for the people who say, hey, I'm only going to take a COVID-19 vaccine if you prove to me, with metaphysical certitude, there's never any side effects, could never be any side effects. Well, you know, that's not the same bar we use for other things in medicine. So in other words, when we have um, knee surgery, when we have our tonsils taken out, when we go to the doctor and get antibiotics or an ulcer medicine or blood pressure medicine, or we take our children in and have them, you know, vaccinated for the routine vaccines that they currently get or have children be treated with antibiotics. I think the bar for all those other things is not, you know, guarantee me no side effects and I will have all this stuff done. So I think you have to be really careful not to set the bar for the COVID-19 vaccine different than we set for other things. Thank you for listening. You can check out my website, jonathanbakhtarimd.com, to sign up for my newsletter. And you can watch this full episode over on my YouTube channel, BakhtariMD, where you can leave questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes. As always, be well. Thank you. <music>